0: From the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch, this is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast to the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch. Coming to you every Thursday. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Assistant Features Editor at the Dispatch, and like a lot of people, I've got the holiday spirit. Tis the season, right? It's okay that Christmas isn't here yet. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol has inspired Dickens of a Christmas at the Ohio Village, where visitors can sing carols and interact with period actors. It takes place Saturdays and Sundays through December 16th. And it's okay that Hanukkah is half over. A variety of fun activities and community celebrations remain for the final four days, including one at Easton Town Center on Saturday and the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium on Sunday. No matter how you plan to celebrate the holiday season, odds are good that the classic ballet, The Nutcracker, with its familiar music by Tchaikovsky, will be part of it. After all, there are several versions coming to the area, from the New Albany Children's Ballet Theater at the McCoy Center for the Arts in New Albany, starting tonight, to the traveling hip-hop Nutcracker performing at the Palace Theater Sunday, to Ballet Met's upcoming performances at the Ohio Theater, starting Friday. Today, we have Ballet Met's artistic director, Edward Liang, in the studio to give us a behind-the-scenes look at his group's production. Well, thanks for joining us today, Edward. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. So, first, I have a confession to make. Okay. And that is, I've never actually seen the Nutcracker before, although I do hope to remedy that this winter, we're going to be taking the family. So, we're excited about that. But maybe you can tell the audience a little bit about what people like me have been missing out on.
1: Well, what's amazing about Nutcracker is that it has become a family tradition all across the country now. Long time ago, I think San Francisco Ballet was the first Nutcracker, and it was Lou Christensen's. And back in, I I think, the early 60s, George Balanchine created his own Nutcracker in New York City. And that's what launched this sort of popular phenomenon. Every ballet company has a Nutcracker. And what's amazing about it is that you get taken into a fantastical world, and it's perfect for kids. It's perfect for this time of year. And... It is just something to experience, and I hope that this will be not only your last time, but it has become a tradition. So I think every year, especially here in Columbus, a lot of families, this is what they do after Thanksgiving, up until Christmas, they take their kids or their grandkids to the Nutcracker
0: now you were born in Taiwan and started uh, your dance training in California what was personally your first exposure to the Nutcracker what was that like for you do you remember I think every ballet
1: dancer and every ballet student that's a part of any school starts with Nutcracker and my first experience was being a part of party scene in the first scene it's about Christmas Eve and It depends on each production, how it's set, but there's a whole party scene with kids and presents, and I remember the first time walking out onto the stage, and I've just never experienced anything like that before.
0: You also had the uh, pleasure, I'm sure, of being part of the iconic George Balanchine version that was performed by the New York City Ballet. What roles did you have there, and what was that like? I think that, you know,
1: with New York City Ballet, I was already... I joined the company when I was 16 years old, and I started just doing parents, mice, Spanish, and eventually I just did a lot of different roles in this production. But what's amazing about it is that in Lincoln Center, we did about 42 performances every winter. And wow. that's a lot of performances. Yeah. Ballet Mitt does 18 performances plus three MABs here in Columbus. And MABs are morning at the ballets where students come and see an abbreviated version of the Nutcracker. But that's a lot more. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing about it is is that you're in Lincoln Center, each show is sold out and you also learn what a lot of Broadway dancers learn is how to keep it fresh for each performance and it was a great learning experience and also just being able to be a part of no matter what performance seeing children and adults get captivated and swept away to a completely different land and you know Especially during these times, I think arts and theater and being swept away is that much more important.
0: What is it about that choreography of that version that makes it so special, do you think?
1: I'm not really quite sure. I mean, obviously, George Balanchine is a master choreographer and his production is very magical, but there's a lot of different productions just like Ballet Met's production. I'm very lucky where when I took over the ballet company. I inherited a really fantastic Nutcracker, and it could have been not so good. (laughs) And what's really lovely about, I think, Ballymet's Nutcracker is that it's similar to, I would say, really any good Nutcracker, it's well-paced. And the beginning is very different as well. It has a lot of humor. It has a lot of dancing and magic and magic tricks. And you get swept away and invited to each character, whether it's the grandmother or Fritz or Clara, but of course, Drosselmeyer. So I think that what's great about both productions, whether it's New York City Ballets or Ballet Mets, is that you immediately get pulled into the story. And there's no extra... It's very lean. It goes straight to the heart. And that, I think, is very important for every choreographer. And I would say every theater director is you kind of realize that you need to capture the audience within the first two minutes. And if you don't, it doesn't mean that it's too far gone. It just means that you have to work extra hard to get them back. But if you can bring them in the first, you know, two to three minutes, I think that you have them.
0: Now, my understanding is that when it first came out, The Nutcracker wasn't a critical success. What do you think over the years has helped make it such a classic ballet and really, you know, synonymous with Christmas?
1: You know, it first premiered in Russia, and it wasn't a big success. And even I think it was very successful regionally in San Francisco, but I'm not really quite sure exactly what happened in the 60s when George Balanchine opened his version of The Nutcracker. But it obviously resonated and what was amazing is that each company slowly started if not really slowly immediately started creating their own production of nutcracker and truthfully for most ballet companies around the united states it's our bread and butter it is the entry point for every theater goer that loves dance and what's amazing is that it has somehow and I don't really know because I've been a part of it since I was little that it has always swept Audience into its sort of nutcracker spell <laughs> and it is the most popular production in the United States. Every school, every company has their production of the Nutcracker, and it is always wildly popular.
0: You mention it as an entry point. Do you have a sense as to how many people see this as their first exposure to ballet and you know are enticed to come back? Well, I think
1: that this is probably the biggest opportunity. But also the biggest challenge for every ballet company is that obviously the Nutcracker, everyone has heard of it and may have not gone to see it, but they eventually will, just like yourself. (laughs) And that is, I think, what is really important about being able to bring the audience to more than just the Nutcracker, because it's a great entry point, but there's so much more to dance than Nutcracker, even full length whether it's Sleeping Beauty or Swan Lake. There's these triple bill ballets where it's three ballets in one evening with three different choreographers. And it's the best kept secret. And I, I hate to say that it's the best kept secret because we don't want it to be a secret. But you know, I think that it really depends on each company in each city. I know that New York City has a different sort of demographic because of all the Tourism. And there is, I would say, a large percentage of audience members that just comes to see the Nutcracker. And we're hoping that they try Ballet Met more and see other productions, but it's a large percentage.
0: And as much of a classic as this is, it also seems like it's being reinvented constantly. I mean, even just this year, we see that there's a hip-hop production of it coming here to Columbus, and there was a new Disney movie, you know, The Nutcracker and the Four Realms that came out about it. What about it do you think lends itself well to reinvention? And what do you think the classic really offers that doesn't need to be reinvented?
1: Well, I think that there's a place for every sort of storytelling. And if you kind of look at storytelling, whether it's The Nutcracker or whether it's any sort of fable, like, you know, Hansel and Gretel or Swan Lake or even what Disney has done, they reinvent themselves. I mean, they've taken a lot of their animated movies, and they're now making live-action films. And it's all about how you rebrand it and how you repackage it, but also it's how you reinterpret it. If you look at classic stories, whether it's Romeo and Juliet versus West Side Story, it is the same story, but it's a different lens and it's a different telling. And the most important thing is to be able to, I would say, communicate the human experience. And I'm always on my soapbox about this is that, you know, I think that people need to be able to see themselves reflected back, whether it is in theater, music, art, dance, it's the human experience. And I actually had this incredible opportunity last year in February, I went to Davos and Davos is the World Economic Forum. And I didn't actually really know that much about it until I got invited. And they asked me to produce the first dance opening because there's always a opening performance and dinner for all the world leaders. And the topic was all about humanity and arts and sports and everything is being, I guess. It's all about technology and also how humans can in the next 50 years be replaced very easily. So what is it that makes us unique and what makes us who we are and why do we need to see ourselves and the human experience be told over and over again? And it's something that is a part of, I think, our DNA and something that we can't put into words or science.
0: And how do you think that comes across in this particular work?
1: I think that, you know, with fantasy and being swept away in The Nutcracker is is something that I think we, we never grow up. It's kind of like watching Peter Pan or talking about this type of children's fable is that whether we're 80 years old or whether we're five years old is that magic and fantasy and entertainment and humor never gets old. And it's a part of us. And what's amazing about this experience of Nutcracker is that it's generational. So it becomes an experience where adults want to take their own children to see what they saw when they were young and experience the magic and What is also, I think, magical about this is there's so many kids on stage and that when young artists and young kids see dancers, young dancers performing on stage, they see that they could possibly do something like this. But above and beyond any of this is that they can see, they see possibility is that if this young girl or boy is passionate about arts or can make this happen, what's possible for me?
0: You mentioned the young people who take part in this production. I think there are, what, over 100 people, both professional and and young people who are in this?
1: There's 160.
0: Wow. So that's a lot of cats to wrangle. How do you handle that?
1: Well, luckily, I don't have to do it by myself. (laughs) But, you know, having over 160 kids alone, these young artists are... They kind of remind us all of why we do what we do, because they are just so excited and passionate about being a part of a production like this, having a professional experience. And that's what makes Ballet Met Dance Academy so special, is that we're able to offer professional Performances, whether it's Nutcracker or Cinderella or Don Quixote or Romeo and Juliet, they can be on stage with professionals and experience this magic. I mean, being at the Ohio Theater and having the curtain go up is something remarkable. So it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of rehearsal. You start by auditions, and then we want them to have the full, I would say, Dancer, company dancer experience. So after the auditions, they start rehearsals and they start in August. Wow. And they rehearse until now. And some of the dancers that have been with us for a couple of years, we just came back from Detroit Opera House. We opened three performances at the Detroit Opera House with our Nutcracker and uh, they traveled with us. So some of the more experienced and that are ready to perform now, we still have one week of rehearsals and a whole tech week before we open on the 8th. And They're still putting everything together, but they're ready. We've been doing run-throughs. And I also have to give it off to the parents because they have to be a part of this experience. It's hard work. It's hard work shuttling around the kids, and they have to take some time off school. And there's a lot of rehearsals in the evening, so they have to do homework after that. So it's a lot.
0: And can you talk a little bit about the impact and the importance of dance specifically as an art form? I mean, I think most... Hopefully, young kids are exposed to art and music through school, perhaps. But to to get involved with dance really takes an active act on their part or on their parents part you know
1: I think that it's amazing now being this is that my sixth year in Columbus and watching the Academy grow and watching the company grow but especially seeing young artists and what impacts them if you think about it dance is such I think is the universal language you play music and people start swaying people tap their feet it's a natural human response to just express music through our body through rhythm and you know dance is a part of our culture since we have been able to document ourselves. And I think that especially ballet is a very sort of long-standing tradition and technique of dancing. But there's many, many forms of dance. I could sit here for hours and tell you why I think dance is important. But in the end of the day, I think that it is a part of us. It's a part of who we are. It's a part of expression. And for kids, I think it is extremely important to be able to give them opportunities to express themselves and to teach them that it is okay and it's great to express yourself in a form that works. And that also that they're able to get social emotional awareness through dance and their, I would say their growth in themselves and their body and being comfortable with who they are. There's so many different facets that in child's development that I think dance has a huge impact.
0: And I'd be remiss not to mention the music of The Nutcracker, which is so famous. Do you have a favorite part of it? You know, the Tchaikovsky score is so fantastic, and
1: luckily it is because we listen to it nonstop every (laughs) single year. But my favorite, I would say, is still the snow scene. And there's an adagio, there's so many ups and downs, and it ends the first act with such a bang. So that's my favorite. Everyone has their own personal favorite part of The Nutcracker, whether it's music or the scene, but luckily it is a masterpiece and that we get to listen to
0: it every year. And it's performed live with the ballet, correct? By the Columbus Symphony?
1: Yeah, we're very lucky to partner with Columbus Symphony Orchestra. The artists are incredible and It just changes live performance when you have live music. It just changes everything. And it is extremely special that we have live music every year for The Nutcracker.
0: Now, this year, there are some groups around the country that are changing aspects of their performance of The Nutcracker, um, especially when it comes to portrayal of Asian characters. How is Ballet Met responding to this?
1: Well, I think that, you know, I see how things have changed for the better, I think. There's, you know, this production, just like a lot of productions, need to move through with the Times. And how this all kind of started was, especially with the article in the New York Times, in Seattle, the artistic director there was doing the George Balanchine's Nutcracker. And he decided that he asked the Trust if he could change some steps and make it a little bit more, less stereotypical for chinese and once the trust saw it they wanted to change themselves and the new york times got wind of it and they wrote an article about it and truthfully is that i've been in conversations with gerard charles who is the former artistic director of ballet met and he's the choreographer and he's given me some creative license to make some changes for the dancers that i have and just for my style But I do need to defer back to him because it is his production. And I want to give as much respect, not only artistically, but legally. And so we are in conversations about how we want to update the Nutcracker with the changing times. But we're also thinking how we, in the next couple of years, might revamp this Nutcracker, whether it's changed the whole second act completely with new sets and costumes and choreography. So we don't want to make any sort of rush changes just because there's a change happening all over. But we do want to be a part of the conversation nationally, and so we're being very thoughtful about it.
0: And how have you found that this version, the one that we have here in Columbus, has connected with this audience?
1: You know, this version, this production is, I think, very special beyond the fact that I'm the artistic director. I've been choreographing around the world for a long time now, 15 years, and I've seen a lot of different productions of The Nutcracker. Why I think it works, it goes back to the pacing, it goes back to the heart of it, and for people in Columbus or anybody that has come to Columbus to see this production, I would say the arc of the story is what's most important, especially the last scene with Clara and the doll. I'm not going to give it away, but for a lot of patrons that have seen The Nutcracker since the very beginning, this production has been around since 2008. And this last scene always gets them. And there's always a tear. And it's just super heartwarming. And that is, I think, the essence of what this production should be, is that it brings the idea and essence of the season, the holiday season, and what it's all about on the forefront. And it's less about this young girl's experience, but how it transforms her and how it transforms the viewer.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'll look forward to being transformed. Yay. And we're looking forward to everyone else at the other, what, 21 performances this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, 18 performances, but if you're a child,
0: then of course you can come to those (laughs) other three performances. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you, Edward, so much for joining us here today. Really, Appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. And thank you all for listening to Life in the 614. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the 614. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh